Hillbilly Horror Stories presents Eerie Encounters. Okay, this is going to get long. Upper Peninsula of Michigan. I was delivering and installing machines for the company that I was working for. I was in a 26-foot box truck with 12 machines in the back. I was having trouble with the truck the day before. I had it checked out by the rental company and they said that it was all good. Since I was behind schedule due to the truck and the problems with installations, I decided to drive late to my next destination. It was about 11 o'clock at night on a state route through the Upper Peninsula. There were no street lights, there were no other cars on the road. The headlights from my truck were the only thing illuminating the road. I was already creeped out. At the peak of feeling like I was in the middle of nowhere, because I was, in fact, in the middle of nowhere, every single light on my dashboard of the truck lit up, and then it stalled. Now it's pitch black, and I'm stopped and the truck isn't restarting. Rather than eat up the battery trying to turn it over, I shut everything down and started making phone calls. As I was calling everyone and anyone that would listen, I sat in the dark night, with the only light being from my hazard lights. I looked up and I saw something move in front of the truck, just out of the distance of the flashing lights. At first, I thought it was my imagination. I finally got a hold of someone and they tell me it's going to be two to three hours before they can get a mechanic to me. So now I'm sitting in silence. The only noise is the clicking of the hazard lights are making. I'm staring out the windshield into a void of darkness when I see movement again. Just as I was about to crap my pants, my phone rang and that nearly secured the pants crapping because it scared the hell out of me. There was a mechanic that wanted me to get out, open the hood, and check some things out. No, I'm not getting out of the truck. With an explanation as to why, he was irritated with me, but I didn't care. So finally, after seeing the movement just out of the range of the lights one more time, I threw on the headlights with the high beams. The headlights caught three wolves snacking on something that looked like roadkill. I honked the horn and they looked at me like they were irritated more than scared. I was safe. The wolves more than likely weren't going to bother me, but it was spooky just knowing that they were there. So I shut the lights off. I would turn the lights on occasionally, check to see if they were still there. I was basically just sitting there listening to the hazard flashers click while surfing on my phone. Each time I turned the lights on, the wolves were still there. Just to remind you, I'm in the middle of nowhere. No homes, no businesses, nothing but trees, wilderness, and apparently wolves. I suddenly heard what can only equate to a woman's scream of terror. It sounded like it came from right behind the truck. Then something slammed into the side of my truck, hard enough to rock it. I wasn't afraid of the truck tipping over, but whatever hit it, hit it hard enough to rock the suspension enough to move me around in the cab. This was a pretty heavy truck. I turned every light on that the truck had, slipped it into reverse so that the reverse lights came on, and then I laid on the horn. I was checking both mirrors, and the only thing that I saw was a shadow bolt across the road. I couldn't make out what it technically was, but in my head, it was a werewolf, yeti, bigfoot, lizard monster. 
It was going to end my life, and it was going to be agonizingly painful the entire time. I also noticed that the wolves were gone. From every nature documentary I've watched, the only time predators leave food is when there are bigger, badder predators around. And by this time, I was in full Bobby Hill, that's my purse, I don't know you mode. Whatever crossed the road didn't cross very far off the road. I could hear it thrashing around in the brush, breaking sticks and what sounded to be logs. There was no noise pollution. I only had my window cracked a little, but I could hear it pretty well. I basically had the steering wheel gripped, all lights on, and was feverishly looking out the windows, and through the mirrors to make sure that nothing was around the immediate area of the truck. I couldn't see off the road, and the flashlights I had were in the back of the truck in the tool bag. I would have had to get out of the truck to get them, and that wasn't happening. Finally, I saw some headlights through one of the mirrors. It seemed like it took hours for them to close the distance to me. The noise stopped as the headlights approached. It was obviously the mechanic because no one else was stupid enough to be out there besides me. The mechanic pulled up in front of me. My headlights were shining on him and his truck. As his door opened to step out, we both hear the woman screaming in terror yell again and the brush thrashing intensified. Whatever it was, it was still close and now pissed. His door immediately closed and my phone rang. He called my phone asking me what it was. He sounded more panicked than me. I had no clue what it was and neither did he. So the mechanic called the police. He wouldn't work on my truck until we could secure the area, which I don't blame him. He also didn't like my idea of him getting out of the truck just to check things out. Two Michigan State Troopers show up. They lit the area up like it was a stadium. I finally stepped out of the truck for the first time since it all started. We heard that scream three more times while the mechanic was working on my truck. Thankfully, they were getting farther away. The cops had no clue what it was either. They were kind of spooked too. The mechanic finally got my truck going, and I made it to the hotel for the night. The next morning... I walked the truck for inspection, and the side that was hit, there was an indentation about the size of a basketball. Whatever hit it, didn't hit it hard enough to push it all the way through, but it definitely mushed the fiberglass. Even scarier, the indentation was about seven feet off the ground. I have no idea what it was, and I probably never will. I do confidently know, though, that I will never drive through the Upper Peninsula at night again. A story was sent anonymously. I've since stopped driving over the road due to the lifestyle and I still kept my CDL for other jobs. This was back during the late 90s. I worked for a company that owned a Caterpillar D9 bulldozer. It weighed over 100,000 pounds. And it wasn't common for them to move the dozer off the property, but they had the means to do it if they needed to. Their means to do this was a 1980-something international tractor with a drop trailer. Both were bought specifically to move the dozer. 
Both had also seen much better days. Both were functional and as safe as they could be. They were both just used very hard. The tractor had a few hundred thousand miles on it, but, but that isn't odd for old tractors. We hadn't used the dozer to its full potential for a while, so the owner of the company had lent it out to one of his partners. I was basically hired to operate earth-moving equipment, and the truck driving experience was just a perk. They asked me to deliver it, and I agreed. So we load up the dozer, secure it to the trailer, and I was on my way. The CB antenna hadn't been turned on in forever, so I was only picking up short range with a lot of static. Weather conditions were cold, with light snowfall. Reports of ice on the road were in certain areas. I slapped the oversized load banners on the dozer and off we go. One of the intersections on the state route I was on is notoriously bad. The intersection is at the base of a hill, and if you're coming from the side that the hill is on, you don't see the stoplight or stop traffic until you're over the peak of the hill. You still usually have plenty of time to stop, though. As I was approaching the intersection, the CB lit up and a guy was basically screaming into it for traffic at the peak of the hill to slow down. The problem was that my CB wasn't tuned, the reception was sketchy, and I only caught about every third word. I know the intersection, so I let off the accelerator when I peaked the hill, mostly because I hate it and still hate that intersection. I would have had plenty of time to stop, even with the road conditions, if traffic was normal. Unfortunately, the traffic was not normal. It was a fresh, pretty bad accident at the intersection, and the traffic had backed up more than halfway up the hill. The accident had just occurred, so there were no emergency services on the scene. I now had very little space to stop, and a very heavy load, with a very old truck. I started downshifting and braking. I realized that I was going to be cutting it very close. And I started braking harder. Then I realized that I was hitting large ice patches on the road. The tires were slipping and jerking the tractor around. I heard the fifth wheel clanking and I felt the trailer tugging on the tractor in a weird way. So I looked at my driver's side mirror and I didn't see anything, including the dozer. In a panic, I whipped my head around to look out the passenger mirror, and the only thing that I saw was the entire side profile of my trailer and dozer. I had made a terrible mistake in letting that trailer get out from behind me. It was one of those, well, this is it, this is how you die moments. I was now jackknifing while still moving and still trying to slow the truck down while on an icy hill. I was headed for the intersection full of stopped passenger cars, and my truck weighed a lot. By this point, I was thoroughly convinced that I was about to involuntarily murder a bunch of people. I laid on the horn as much as I could, but I was also trying to work the steering wheel in an attempt to pretend that I had some type of control. Honestly, I hit a point where I basically realized that I was just a passenger standing on a brake pedal. I didn't have enough room to correct anything, so I just went all out on the horn. The trailer tires finally heated up enough to start making a very loud and deep squeal. There were a bunch of people in front of me that got out and ran away from their cars. 
They were basically staring at out-of-control death coming down the hill. The truck finally came to a stop within three feet of the last car in the intersection. I could sit on my truck's bumper and easily put my feet up on the other car's bumper. The truck stopped with the trailer jackknifed, so it was blocking both lanes and the breakdown lane. I was sweating and was shaking from all the anxiety. As I was sitting in the now-stopped truck, the people who had abandoned their cars were now screaming at me and pointing up the hill. I look up the hill to see another tractor, but a tank trailer this time, basically reliving everything that I just had, with much less space to work with due to my trailer blocking so much of the road. I got out of the truck and I ran away from it. The second truck slid down, stopped, and parallel parked almost perfectly behind my truck. Once his truck stopped, I could see he was experiencing the same thing that I was. We were both extremely close to being in bad accidents. Thankfully, he was pulling a dry tank. I'm pretty sure that that's the only reason he was able to stop. He was running much lighter than me. By the time the guy on the CB got through to enough truckers at the top of the hill, they had basically slowed everyone down. Once the adrenaline wore off, I almost passed out. I've operated a lot of different vehicles in my life, and that situation was easily the most scary operating situation I've ever lived. I had zero control of the situation, and that's a bad feeling for an operator. I remember the people that ran away from their cars were comforting me. It's been over 20 years since that happened, and I still get the willies when I think about it. I saw enough accidents to know how that could have turned out. Had I not been able to get that truck to stop, I would have ripped through all those passenger vehicles with little resistance. Another five miles per hour or being in a different lane, just a bit more ice or even the time of day would have completely changed the outcome of that situation. And the worst part? It would have entirely been my fault. The story was sent by Jason. My mom's a trucker and this is her story. She was driving through Arizona when she saw what she thought was leaves blowing across the road in the distance. This puzzled her since there's mostly pine trees in northern Arizona. When she finally got to the leaves, she realized that they were migrating tarantulas. Thousands of them. There were so many of them that her truck was sliding on their guts, so she had to slow down. She stopped at the first truck stop and told her co-driver to fuel up. He had been sleeping at the time, because she wasn't going to step foot outside after what she just saw. Her co-driver was pissed since he was technically off shift and he thought that she was crazy until he saw the tarantula guts and the legs caked up in the inside wheel well of the truck. She also outran a tornado in the Midwest. She was about to pull over and take cover until she saw another big rig that was parked on the side of the road get tossed a couple of hundred yards like a toy. She called me and told me that she thought that she was going to die she wanted her last words to be, I love you, to me. She pulled off the freeway and got to a Walmart, where she then ran into the basement where all the staff and customers were taking shelter. 
After the tornado passed, they stepped out of the basement and straight into the daylight since the Walmart had been destroyed. She has many, many stories like this. Trucking is 90% boredom, 10% insane crap like this. The story was sent anonymously. You have been listening to Hillbilly Horror Stories Presents Eerie Encounters. If you have an eerie encounter that you would like read on the show, please send it to hillbillyhorrorstories at gmail.com.